What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about fantasy football in the NFL at large for SportingNews.com. And here we are heading into the busiest mock draft week here of going into the Labor Day weekend, coming out of it right before we kick off uh, Thursday with the Patriots and Chiefs next week. I can't believe it's already here. But we're going to do mocks, and hopefully you've waited to draft late, late, so you have all the information in front of you. And uh, that's the goal with any season in fantasy football. So what we're going to do is uh, go into a 10-round mock draft here and kind of look at uh, what you're thinking wherever you're on the clock if you're in a 12-team league. So 120 picks, basically, is what we're looking at here to break down. And... Uh, we start at the top. If you have the number one overall pick, at least you have the easiest decision in your fantasy football draft. So at least you can rest assured that you have well, number one is going to be a good pick, and that's David Johnson. Just run, don't walk, bang the table, run his name up to the podium. He's like getting two players in one, literally, because you get a elite RB1 and you get a guy that uh, also can produce like a wide receiver three at the same time as just a receiver. So incredible player that stands out above the rest. Everything you look at it about David Johnson is spectacular. Take him at number one and it gives you options later. So now you're looking at the number two person on the clock. I think it's a choice between two Steelers for most people. I think Le'Veon Bell, there's some trepidation there because of the holdout and all that, but that actually is going to help him because it helped him stay healthy here. He didn't have any issues having to risk himself in the preseason. So I think you still go with Le'Veon Bell over Antonio Brown with that number two pick because just Bell is the one guy that can maybe produce like Johnson now out of the backfield with his receiving ability as well as uh, importance to the Steelers' offense, still very important even with uh, more receiving help there with Martavis Bryant. Antonio Brown, that makes him the easy three pick. Now, between four and five, this is a tough call. Julio Jones, Odell Beckham Jr. I think the in the overall rankings, Odell has slipped behind Julio because of concerns about that ankle injury, but I still like Beckham more because of the scoring potential there. I'm not too worried about the ankle yeah, there's a chance he misses week one, but Julio Jones, we know, has had his own issues sometimes that uh, are frustrating with uh, waiting on his practice status and all that. So, Odell, the biggest reason I like him more 
is the scoring. And uh, that's why Odell slightly over Julio Jones in that uh, elite tree at the top. So that means uh, I'm going Julio Jones if I have the number five pick. Number six is very interesting because then you're debating against the top wide receivers and top running backs that are left after that uh, first tier of five. And I think the guy that is being undervalued here is Jay Ajayi. He looked very good in the really the third preseason game, just picking up kind of where he left off, shades of those 200-yard games he had last year. So I think if you're picking there, Jay Ajayi is my choice. I think right after him, LaShawn McCoy at number seven makes a lot of sense. Granted, the Bills... The passing game issues, and now Tyrod Taylor, the concussion is of concern. But McCoy just fits well in that offensive line. He's going to get the ball a lot. I think you later you look to make sure you go get Jonathan Williams if you're going to get McCoy. Just have that insurance policy. But the Bills are going to run the ball heavily here, maybe even more so. And uh, McCoy, until we see the volume totally slow down, you're going with him. Now, I think the next two picks here, eight and nine, the two guys I like the most here that have the most reliability are the two wide receivers, Mike Evans and Jordan Nelson. So you're going to debate those guys, Mike Evans, Jordan Nelson, A.J. Green versus Melvin Gordon and Devonta Freeman. I think Gordon, there's some uh, nice upside there. But I like Evans in the spot at number eight. I think he he's just going to have a monster season in Tampa Bay. So that's a decision you have to make at all these spots starting at number really six am I going wide receiver or running back and keep in mind you have to kind of look at what's coming later and I think here the chance to get a truly elite receiver is right there um I think after Ajayi I I wouldn't blame you for going for the best receiver available I think Evans is the next guy I think it goes Evans Nelson Green some people have it Evans Green Nelson or Green Evans Nelson But I think if you're thinking there, you go Evans, Nelson Green in this tier. And for me, it's a Jai Gordon and McCoy, or a Joy McCoy Gordon, and then Devonta Freeman as your picks there. So that's how you're going to kind of debate this. So in the second half of round one, it's going to be running back versus wide receiver. Somebody may fall a little bit, so... If a guy like Ajayi falls, take advantage of that and take him. Same thing with McCoy. For some reason, if uh, Beckham falls as well, I think you just have to look. You're going to go for best running back or wide receiver available in the second half of round one and play that. One guy that I think is falling out of the first round is Jordan Howard just because people are really concerned about that Chicago offense. I agree with that. Uh, I think DeMarco Murray is going behind him. I think you might flip that order now. At least you know Murray is in a productive rushing attack that's going to be better in the passing game so I think again with uh if you're going to get some of these guys now I think it's imperative with Jordan Howard I think you go get Tarek Cohen the upside young rookie there that can do a lot of things Howard can just in case things go south there and with the Murray there at the turn so I think you look at Murray and Howard are your potential turn to maybe uh solidify the backfield in a 12 teamer for sure so yeah, I think the best way to go at the 12-13 is to go running back, wide receiver, so you're not too lost here. So hopefully you get 
either Green or Nelson fall to you, or you can uh, go get Michael Thomas there. So I, I don't know if I would take both Howard and Murray, given some of the question marks. Howard with the offense, Murray with the age and durability. I would kind of hedge my bets, take one of those guys. Don't play the zero running back theory here because you don't want to do that. I think there's definitely a drop-off there. But I think maybe pick up Michael Thomas. He's kind of the cutoff to me and wide receiver that I'm going to invest in that uh, turn there at 12-13 and then get the other guy, Howard or Murray. And I think whoever doesn't should start the next round because you look at the – I think you just have to balance what you have at – the previous pick. So running back wide receiver, I think you have to look around ahead to see what is the next guy I'm going to get at the other position. What is the combo that I feel the most comfortable with? And to me, I would say you start early, you might say Murray and Thomas on this turn. If you come around, you look at some of the other options, Todd Gurley, Des Bryant, Amari Cooper. So there's a drop off already with Having David Johnson at the top, you can just wait and let things come to you and take whoever's available because, like I said, you get a bonus pick there. Right now, uh, Ezekiel Elliott is the pick at the 24 spot. So I think you can afford to take a risk like that with Johnson, which is not fair to the rest of the league. But uh, that's kind of what you look at with fantasy is that you have to take about think about where you can have that risk that you can take and I think having Johnson early allows you to take that risk but pretty much you're going to see 1 through 24 just look at the combinations you can have I think some guys you may want to avoid are Todd Gurley, Des Bryant I mentioned Howard is a little bit uh, of a concern now as well with that offense but uh, but you look if you get that running back early I mean you have some nice options here in the second round of the Mark Coor- Cooper, Doug Baldwin, Brand Cooks, T.Y. Hilton. Some nice options there to balance that out. And then if you get the wide receiver, you, you can look at uh, Leonard Fournette, maybe ahead of Gurley in that spot. And I mentioned the Johnson with the luxury for Elliott. I, I think this is where you can come into play. If you really want to look at the quarterback and go for Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, I think Tom Brady-Rodgers is more of the combo in the order of rankings right now you can look at that as well if you're none of these guys are too comfortable for you Gronkowski with the the Edelman injury I'm more willing to take a risk because I think there's a cutoff here where if you don't feel comfortable reaching I would say that's the uh, Lamar Miller Isaiah Crowell territory here like at the beginning of the third round so if I'm an owner there with David Johnson, that's not a bad thing to do. Get Ezekiel Elliott for later and get uh, a guy, even if you're only starting two running backs in your league, hopefully you have a flex position. That gives you some even greater flexibility to take a running back. Let's make it justify second running back as your third with in the Elliott pick. So I think it's kind of uh, gets cut off there. The Isaiah Crowell, Lamar Miller, thing is the borderline of the RB1. So I think you want to try to get one of those guys early because it's really, you're going to have some real drop-off. I think maybe you could extend to Carlos Hyde as maybe a back that's going to see high volume, but uh, in the first uh, 
two plus rounds, there's only about 14 RB ones that I completely trust. So you definitely want to try to get out of there with one of those guys. If for some reason where you're picking, all those guys are gone, 14 guys, you can do the math there with the 24 picks. You just go for the best wide receiver. So I, I think there's a chance that somebody might be out of the mix and force you into zero running back, which is okay because there's a lot of good values later. But you just have to keep in mind, highlight the picks that are coming up later so you know what you can do now and uh, make the right calls for your team. Now we're talking a lot about uh, these exciting players that you're going to see week in, week out. Uh, you're going to watch a variety of games, and sometimes you want to see these players in person. The best way to do that is with the SeatGeek app. I have the app on my phone. It's by far the easiest, best way to buy tickets to anything, whether it's an NFL game, another major sporting event, or the hot concert that you're trying to go to. It doesn't matter if it's uh, this weekend or next week or next month. SeatGeek has got you covered. It'll look ahead and uh, find the best possible way for you to get to the that game. And the best thing is that if you download that SeatGeek app with a couple taps, you can add the promo code LONFL. That's Locked on NFL. It stands for Locked on NFL. You enter that LONFL promo code and you'll save 20% off your first SeatGeek purchase, whatever it is. So that's a great deal. Take advantage of that and uh, use SeatGeek to go to your next NFL game. Now, as we continue, I mentioned the quarterbacks, and I think when you look at the rankings, people look at the sheet, and some people like are comfortable because they don't want to worry too much about quarterback, and, that, and that's where you have this option. When you get away from Carlos Hyde, I think uh, the receivers there are Demarius Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins and Thomas, because of their history, I don't mind looking them as a wide receiver one here, even though they have some tenuous quarterback situations for sure. But I think that's kind of the cutoff. So I think when you look there, this is why Rodgers makes kind of sense at 31 or Tom Brady. It depends on how you ranking rank them. On the consensus rankings there, it's Aaron Rodgers first at 31, Tom Brady at 36. I kind of flip these. So I think it's not too early because there's a lot of volatility there. There's a lot of question marks coming up. I think Terrell Pryor has question marks. You've seen him slide down a little bit. They had Marshawn Lynch, Alshon Jeffrey. I have no qualms going with Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady to avoid this tier because it's really hard because your next options are Dalvin Cook where he might have the most appeal, saving over Marshawn Lynch, and I think he can even ascend to where we were talking about Lamar Miller and Crowell around uh, that position in the in the 20s early 20s to mid 20s i think that's a that's a guy that could rise up but then you're looking at prior jeffrey travis kelsey Keenal, and alan robinson really this tier really screams to go after a quarterback if you're not comfortable with what you're going to get because you look at the next one i think it's more interesting it's interesting that all these players are ranked with brady and rogers where that Brady and Rodgers have less volatility than the rest. But then you go down, and I might flip this, where you have Devontae Adams, 39, Kareem Hunt. I think these two guys are maybe being undervalued in drafts because of where they are. Adams is in a high volume and successful Green Bay passing game with more trust of Aaron Rodgers with his uh, scoring prowess last year. And Kareem Hunt's going to be featured in Kansas City. We know that is a good ticket 
under Andy Reid to uh, good production no matter what. So I think Hunt is still being va- undervalued. I think I like him more as more and more as a high end RB two than the kind of the middle range that he's going in now. And Michael Crabtree, I think he has appeal just because he's consistent and you know Amari Cooper is going to go high and with a lot of upside early. But uh, I think with Crabtree, you, you look at the consistency. He's a little bit uh, less volatile with Allen Robinson that QB situation, Keen Allen with the injuries uh, that are going before him. Now, Christian McCaffrey versus Joe Mixon. This is an interesting thing. If you're picking 40s there from uh, 42 to 46 in your draft. So you're coming back around. I I think it's a tight one with Mixon and McCaffrey. The problem is you don't know their exact roles. I think McCaffrey, as much as Mixon has got the ballyhooed upside and all that with explosiveness, there's still Jeremy Hill, there's still Gio Bernard. With Christian McCaffrey, still only Jonathan Stewart, and we've seen that they they toggle both of these guys together. So I'm going to look at McCaffrey still over Mixon here. Another guy that I would throw in this mix, and this is kind of where another cutoff occurs when you get past a few of these guys uh, in the McCaffrey mix and upside is Drew Brees. I think he rounds out the special three quarterbacks here. So this is where I'm going to see. If you look at uh, 44, you're in the fourth round. I think those are the only three quarterbacks that should go before the end of the fourth round. And Because you're looking at uh, Ty Montgomery. We know the issues with him, but potentially in the conversion to running back, you have Mark Ingram. He's got the competition from Adrian Peterson and Alvin Kamara. C.J. Anderson has got Jamal Charles, maybe even Devontae Booker and D'Angelo Henderson there in Denver. So I think Breeze is another time to act mm-hmm. when you have those options. And then you go down. I think Greg Olson at 48 is not a bad pick at all. When you look at the next receivers at the end of the fourth round there, when you have Sammy Watkins, Golden Tate, those are two guys that I – not too excited about because of uh, their roles and their offenses. Tate, I would take over Watkins for sure. So so you could definitely look at uh, a situation where you like Olsen, Tate, over uh, some of those running backs there as well. And Breeze had, definitely has a lot of appeal. I think early in the fifth round, it's a great time to take Larry Fitzgerald. He's just a solid, solid player that he's going to still be a big part of this offense there. In Arizona, still, he, he can raise up the touchdowns and uh, go from there. Tyreek Hill, Martavis Bryant. These are nice upside wide receiver twos with wide receiver three potential along with Tate Fitzgerald. So it's a good range there in the early 50s to stick with wide receiver or tight end and uh, come back next uh, looking at uh, RB2, RB3, and uh QB1 for sure when you get into 50. So when he, Emmanuel Sanders, again, don't be too scared about the quarterback. It actually helps that it's not Paxton Lynch. We had Demarius Thomas earlier. I said he kind of rounds out uh, maybe those early QB or wide receiver ones there with DeAndre Hopkins. I think Emmanuel Sanders rounds out there as a wide receiver 2 3 borderline. I, I think. You can still take him as a three. He's going to get targeted a lot. So you kind of have to kind of uh, look at your portfolio here now as you get to these picks because you're uh, getting into five rounds. I think ideally what you want out of these rounds are two running backs and two wide receivers at least where you're set. 
I think the other is a bit of a wild card pick for sure. And that's why you have that room to take a quarterback if you need it. If you want to go to that tight end and extend to Jordan Reed is ranked 55 here. So uh, Jordan Reed is not my favorite pick, but when you look between him, Olsen, Kelsey Gronkowski, it's a pretty solid group of four that if you don't take a tight end late, you're going to take him early. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's RB. I, th- I think it's almost a must-have two RBs and two wide receivers, no matter what coming out. I think you can have the luxury to take both a quarterback and a tight end in these first five rounds. But uh, just again, look at the portfolio, see what you can get, be willing to adjust while you can go because there'll be somebody that's going to drop that will surprise you all of a sudden have an upper hand at one position where you didn't expect gives you a bit of luxury and leeway at another position as well so I don't think you lock in you don't have to say I'm taking two running backs first or two wide receivers first I'm going zero you just have to let the draft come to you but for sure you want to have two wide receivers and two running backs through first five rounds and you can do whatever you want with the third pick I still would maybe lean as a savvier player to adding another running back or wide receiver with that extra pick there. But when you look at uh, those tight ends, Reed is kind of the cutoff there in those rounds. Then you go to Amir Abdullah. I think he's a guy, 56, again, a good guy there rounding out close to the RB2s that could have some RB1 value there. So keep that in mind if you do go double wide receiver early and you're going back-to-back running back where Abdullah is a pretty good value at 56. So is uh, Bilal Powell at 58. He kind of is the last RB2 ranked. He's gone a little higher with uh, some things going on, but he's still going to touch the ball a lot. The Jets, you can't ignore that at all. Calvin Benjamin in between Abdullah is ranked 57 here. Now, Benjamin is a nice, nice wide receiver three with really nice wide receiver two upside so if you're ending with him as your wide receiver three in this group through the first five rounds uh you're looking pretty good here so i i I think he's an excellent choice here there late and rounding out in these rankings if you look at the mock draft i think the question is are you going to get out of here with the quarterback and tight end it's a very appropriate ending there because you have russell wilson matt ryan jimmy graham right around that 60th overall pick now wilson some people are taking wilson ahead of drew Brees, and i can see that but might as well take advantage of the fact that some people are down on wilson that he's going to go a little later i mean there's a potential that matt ryan goes before him as well so that's the decision you're going to have to make here at the end is quarterback or tight end I think that's really what it comes down to with that extra pick you know when you do the math here you're probably going to have five tight ends and five quarterbacks off so that many teams in your draft are going to go that way so there's going to be a, a couple teams there when you look at the five and fives, ten, you have a couple teams that are going to have that advantage to have strength at either running back at wide receiver and, and go for it. So I don't think you lock in to being one of those teams. It doesn't make you automatically smarter to pass on the tight end quarterback. You have to keep your eyes open early in your draft and never rule out any position. Never say this player's out of the mix. Every player is 
draftable at some point when uh, they're undervalued. Uh, so keep keep that in mind and keep the quarterbacks in mind. It doesn't matter if you reach there for an elite quarterback. If you have questions about some of the other things you can get and you're more confident in your ability to find sleepers at wide receiver and running back a little later. So kind of look at it as a portfolio. Highlight all your picks, early at least, and uh, go from there in terms of what you think is going to be available, what you project to take, and do a lot of mock drafts. That's going to help you prepare for uh, all kind of twists and turns that uh, may actually happen on your draft day. Plenty on Fantasy Pros. Try those out. You can uh, spend hours and hours in the mock draft simulator, but the more you do it, the more you get adjusted to it, and the more you can see what kind of teams you have and see the team that uh, kind of suits you best there. But uh, I think the mistake a lot of people do is focus on the first pick in the first round. Of course, it's not going to be won or lost by one player. David Johnson certainly helps, and uh, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown in the top three, but you're still drafting an entire team here of 16, 17 guys. And the first half there, those picks, five rounds that I mentioned, are very critical to the core of your team. That's kind of... uh, the the guys that you want to have the best value for and um, and have a little volatility as possible. There's going to be one or two guys in there that probably underachieve, but I think it's better for them to be a running back two and your quarterback because you can recover a lot easier from that. But uh, early, you just want to make sure that uh, you're getting the best possible value and have a good mix as well with your portfolio. You want some guys that come may carry a little risk, some upside guys, some solid guys. You want to make sure that uh, your team as a whole you can put out there that uh, they've got each other's backs. You can have an explosive guy that can have some big games. You might have a consistent guy that is going to score week in and week out. You might have a yardage guy, a scoring guy. So that's what you're kind of trying to do is uh, you're trying to mix up your assets overall, position-wise, scoring-wise, kind of player they are talent uh hopefully you'll have a very talented team over the first five rounds but they, they also have to be complementary so you can go in there each and every week and you feel good that this core of players is going to help you win games so very important five rounds that's not to say the rest of the drafts are not important we'll talk about that in our next show but uh thanks so much for listening break down kind of what you have to be thinking early middle there of your fantasy football drafts. This has been Vinny Iyer for Lockdown Fantasy Football. Please check out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Network. Until next time, we'll see you. What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.